um, when we got to school that morning, she was a little nervous. Uh, we got out and I said, don't forget, just say no thank you. Be polite, but you don't have to do this. And she got out of the car and she waved goodbye and went on in. When I picked her up that afternoon, she got in the car and I said, so how was it? She goes, mom, it was exhilarating. Hey, Conversation Ed podcast listeners, this is Kathleen. I'm really excited you're here. Today, we're going to be talking with two mothers, Carrie Constantine and Maria Tyre, about their children and how they decided to opt their students out of the state test. We're going to hear all about that story today. We're also going to talk with co-founder of Opt Out Orlando, Cindy Hamilton. She's going to tell us what it's like to grow and mobilize a movement and teach people to stand up for themselves while exercising their civil disobedience. It's all about the opt-out movement today. My name is Krista Tyre. I, I really enjoy reading, watching TV, and I'm in fifth grade. I like school. I've gotten straight A's since kindergarten. It's always That's Krista Tyre, and she and her mother decided to take a stand against excessive testing in her district, and Krista opted out of the fifth grade FSA that is given here in Florida. She and her mother decided to refuse the test on test day. My favorite subject is probably reading. That's one of my favorite pastimes. What kind of books do you like to read? Usually action and adventure, those good versus evil books, something like that. Krista's mother's name is Maria Tyre. My name is Maria Tyre. Krista Tyre is my daughter. She's in fifth grade. Um, How did we get into this? Uh, Facebook opt-out pages attracted my attention. I have come to know Maria as somebody who stands up for what is right, and uh, she is not afraid to speak her mind, and she is not afraid to inform people about what is happening in our K-12 system. And she has been a huge proponent of the opt-out movement. And like she said in her interview, she received a lot of that education and a lot of that information from a group called Opt Out Orlando, which is co-founded by a woman named Cindy Hamilton. My name is Cindy Hamilton, and I am one of three co-founders of Opt Out Orlando, which is an advocacy group in Orlando, Florida, and we advocate for authentic assessment and against high-stakes testing. We have uh, been growing our groups like crazy across the state. We now have 35 opt-out groups. We are in the middle of helping families understand the process of opting out and finding their conviction in why they want to do that. So moms like Maria Tyre and her daughter got information from Opt Out Orlando and other opt out groups across the state and began to mobilize and take action. Here's Maria Tyre again. So um, in looking at all of that and what was happening, I started looking into all this testing and what was really involved. And I did my own due diligence. I did my own research. I didn't go by just what was being said on the Facebook pages and what I was hearing in the news um, reporters sometimes don't get it right either. A lot of the times, uh, since I've really gotten into researching, I've read all the statutes on education for the state of Florida. 
And I'm finding that the reporters don't know what they're talking about. They're not reading the statutes either. They're going by what someone else is telling them, someone administration, someone in administration at a school district or at the state level um, who doesn't, it's not that they don't know at the state level, they do know. They don't want us to know. It just doesn't make sense. The, the logic is gone. The principles are gone. The, the common sense is gone. There's, there's no common sense in common core. It's, it's all it is. And I know this is about testing, but it's tied to the common core. And you feed one, the other one gets bigger. My name is Will Constantine. I'm in sixth grade. My name is Jack Constantine, and I'm in fourth grade. I felt um, kind of worried because... That's Will and Jack Constantine, two more students who decided to refuse the test on test day with their parents' permission. Last time, and like if I would fail, I wouldn't be with all my friends. Do so you guys ever talk about it? Like your friends and you, do you ever like say, hey, you know? We're not allowed to, we do talk. Yeah, you can't discuss the content yeah. on it or else your test would be like discord. I don't really like tests in general. So Why? Because like we take too many at school. Will and Jack's mom's name is Carrie Constantine. And like other parents, she did her research and decided to opt her two kids, Will and Jack, out of the FSA this year. They refused the test as well. We, I talked to the kids about doing the right thing, and um, and you, doing the right thing isn't easy, um, but I can't tell them to do the right thing if we're doing something that we don't feel is right, and we don't feel as if the whole... Like Maria Tyre, Carrie Constantine has no problem standing up for what she believes is the right thing to do. She has an organization called Blankets and Blessings, which gives blankets and toiletries and other necessities out to the homeless population here in Fort Myers, Florida. And her decision to opt out wasn't just about her kids. It was about everyone's kids and doing what is right for the entire population, not just her own household. Spoken, we've um, spoke, done what we can, but, you know, we just felt like we needed to to take the stand and you know refuse. There are so many, especially in our district, we have so many parents that don't even speak English. We have other parents that are just trying to get by day by day, and and um, so absolutely, I feel like we're helping other kids and other parents that aren't as informed. So walk me through your process of this whole thing, like. Where did you get the information? What did you do with it? Who did you hook up with? You know, talk to me about your evolution of becoming a parent activist because that's essentially what what you are right now. Um, you know, it started um, probably about a year, a little over a year ago, thinking about these tests and being upset with the tests and the emphasis on the tests, and um, you know. As more and more parents like Maria and Carrie decided to opt their children out of the high-stakes assessments, Opt Out Orlando's membership grew exponentially. More and more parents took to these Facebook groups to help them navigate the complicated Florida statutes that govern these policies. And Cindy Hamilton was there to help guide them. Here's Cindy Hamilton again. Well, the Opt Out Orlando group grew from 800 to 3,200. 
since August. We also grew 30 more groups than we had in August. So we're dealing with thousands of people across the state. And um, because the, the what I was talking about earlier with all the new tests and the new testing platforms, the districts are, this is all as new to them as it is to us as an opt-out movement. And so they didn't, you know, we have this much larger group of people opting out and they have no, they don't know what to do with us. So um, several districts across the state, while they were becoming aware, created directives on how they would treat children who were making this choice. They would treat them with respect and ethically. We, on the other hand, have had a lot of districts, including my own Orange County, that chose not to do that. And um, so because of that, we've had um, a lot of kids mistreated while they were going through the opt-out process. So when you talk about bravery, you know, it takes, it takes a lot. It's scary stuff to opt out. But then when you're faced with, um, with administrators who are not only not cooperative with the opt-out process, but they're, but they're abusive to the kids when they go through the process, you're right. It's, it's a situation where we have a lot of brave parents and a lot of brave kids. Bravery is the key word here. Because ultimately, it was up to the students to make the decision once the test was placed in front of them. Here's what the kids said about the day they decided to refuse the test. So, it was pretty much a normal day. Walk into class, sit down, everything gets ready. We have to go to the bathroom in advance because there's no leaving the room during the test. So, she starts passing out the tests and then... She gets to me. It's pretty simple. She just, my teacher, she just hands me the test. And I, we go through all the instructions until we get to the part where you sign the contract. There I just said, I just didn't sign. I pushed it away. And, and what did your teacher say? Um, she comes up one by one to us three girls. Are you sure you're not going to take the test? And say, I'm sure. Okay, your parent will be contacted, okay? And then she just takes it from you and goes away. It's really quite exhilarating. Okay, so no. tell me why it was exhilarating. It's just saying no, because your whole life you've always been told, listen to your teacher, listen to your teacher, don't disobey your teacher. So being having permission to disobey or to be rebellious, it's, it's fun. And so then, like, we were also talking about it in the car on our way to school. Once, like, once I get the test, do I, uh, what was it? Like, do I peel it? Break the seal? Yeah, break the seal. I asked her if I break the seal, and she said yes. And so, and then, like, she said, don't sign anything or, uh, don't sign anything or anything, like the rules or acknowledgements. And so, like all, all I did was just put my name on it, and then uh, my re or my drama teacher collected it, and um, I, th I think it was refused. I felt kind of normal about it, but in like, but like inside, I kind of felt guilt too because some of the other kids had to take the test too. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt bad for them because like their mom and dad didn't opt them out. 
And so, like, so I just sat there reading, and I think they knew I was going to refuse from the beginning. And I tried to get up, I tried to get some of my other friends to help me too, but they didn't, like, really believe me because their mom and dad. Do you think you'll continue to refuse the test? Yes. Why? Because uh, it's not really a good thing to base someone off of their classes because of uh, if they did poorly on it. It made me, it just made me feel like I was doing something right. As students began to opt out of the assessments and it started to make national news, other parents weighed in, saying that it was a bad idea to teach students to be rebellious and to allow your kids to break the rules. But for Carrie and Maria, this was not about just breaking rules. This was about bucking a system, a system designed to hurt students, and they had no issue in allowing their children to be rebellious in this situation and stand up for what is right. For me, I was not at all hesitant about bucking the system. Uh, for us, it was a matter of principle as well as not feeding the machine the data that it so badly wants in order to give the school its grade and the teachers their grade and the district their grade and the state their grade and the nation, however we compare to these other countries, which I have a whole other, we could go on for hours about the whole other, the other countries and how we compare. Um, so for us, it was about the way the companies that are designing these tests and writing the curricula are making a profit off of our children, how they have fed that information to our officials, whether it be federal um, Department of Education or the state education, and then down onto the district. Um, and those officials have bought this garbage. So we have a test now that doesn't accurately measure anything that we know of. We're not allowed to see the answers, but we still have legislators saying, as well as the testing companies, Pearson in particular, saying that these tests benefit the children. If you can show me someone who has seen the test, who says, my child got this wrong, and because they got it wrong, the teacher was able to show them the right way to do that, and now they've learned something, that's a benefit. But that doesn't happen. We have tests that we're not allowed to see. In my heart, I don't believe that the teachers and the administration at the school believe in these tests. So I don't want to give them a hard time. But I felt like... If it were Jeb Bush or... Or somebody who you could point a finger at, or, or Pearson or Air, the company that built the test, what would you say to them? I would just say, you know, how dare you do this to our kids and, and, and jeopardize their futures and their education. And, um, and, and it's basically all for profit. We're just, I'm not going to let them jeopardize our kids, and we just, we just have to take a stand. Senate committee hearings 
and, and realizing that the guy they voted for isn't their family friend. I knew that I had taught her something that she would take with her forever about being able to stand up for the right thing. And we talked about it a little bit on the way home that not only was she doing something good for herself, but she was also part of history. There you have it. Lots of brave kids, parents, and activists pushing back against the testing machine. I mentioned before that Carrie Constantine has an organization called Blankets and Blessings. If you want to learn more about that organization and how you can give back, get them on Facebook. It's called Blankets and Blessings. If you like what we're doing here, please feel free to subscribe to our iTunes channel and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Conversation Ed and like us on Facebook. Don't forget to visit www.conversationed.com for our latest blogs and information. Have a great day.